When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Good morning, everybody. It has been a big week indeed. I'm Melissa Smith, your host, joined by the star of the show, Sam herself. Sam, hello to you. Hello, hello. It's always fabulous to be in the studio. It's always great to see you. Uh, Since we last saw you, though, you have had a big week, haven't you? Now, let's start with On The Track because... You had a couple of winners on the weekend. On Saturday at Doombin, you took out first price with Enterprise Mia. How was that at Doombin? Yeah, that was actually um, – the race didn't actually pan out how I thought it would, to be fair. I was talking to us, uh, Maddie Hoisted, who trains in partnership with Steve O'Day, trains the mirror, and he was sort of hoping from my barrier I'd be able to get a little bit of cover. And uh, there was a loose horse from the start. The jock fell off. Um, and so that was – didn't really help my horse sort of got her a bit revved up. I ended up leading the field up, and, but she was tough enough to really hold on and, and dig deep that last bit. I've actually jumped a little bit too far ahead. Friday, you had two winners as well, just looking here. Two winners at Ipswich. Your first uh, race two and race nine, the billionaire, pivotal motion as well. Jeez, you did all right on Friday, didn't you? Yes, Ipswich seems to have been a track I've had a lot of luck on. Uh, the Billionaire's been a horse I've had a little bit to do with. I do a little bit of riding for Lee Friedman, and it was pretty satisfying for everyone involved because he's been a little bit of a head scratcher, but he managed to get the job done. And Pivotal Motion is trained by a lovely gentleman who I've actually had three wins on the horse now, and he's just, I don't know, one of these horses I've – he always runs well for me. Um and the, the gentleman that trains him, Doug, he sort of only runs him when I can ride him. So it was really cool to get the result. But it was a really good weekend. It was a very good weekend, that's for sure. Uh, this week, though, at Doombin, race six, you came first. What was that like at Doombin this week? Good lead into the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, any Metro winners are good winners. And uh, we have a winner for Chris Waller, who's – I've had three winners for him, I think, since I've been back from suspension, which has been really good, you know. Success breeds success and mm. people like seeing results and it was a massive day there. They had a, a big crowd um, with the public holiday. So, yeah, you know, we're halfway up the straight and the crowd starts roaring at you. You get pretty excited. Amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's what gets the blood pumping. Well, how much does that help in a race, having a big crowd there? I think it's certainly, you know, you rise to the occasion. I think you would go out there every day, you know, doing your best. But when there's a big atmosphere, you, you know, you get pumped up and I think it just makes you – well, makes the whole experience so much better, especially when you win. Oh, absolutely. Hey, this week uh, we saw in the newspaper a photo of yourself with Leah Kilner. Now, we know Leah had a fall about five weeks ago and good news, positive news out of this one. She started walking again and you got to see her. 
it was so great to see Leah and she's such a, a lovely young woman and you know, we never liked seeing accidents in racing and, and hers was definitely a nasty one. So to see her out and about, she's obviously so passionate about racing. She she was out, uh, she'd gone to visit her boss um, you know, and then she was at the races too. So, you know, just fantastic. She's made a miraculous recovery and she's doing so well with her rehab. Um, yeah, she's like a lovely girl and you know, that's the best thing with racing it things like that. You know, when times are tough, you know, it can be a, a really hard sport at times. But everyone sort of gathered around her and the support, you know, for her is phenomenal. When you say she turned up at the races, that was her first time leaving hospital. She went straight to her <laughs> boss and then straight to the races. You jockeys, I tell you what, you're crazy. <laughs> We're a breed of our own. It's a disease. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. She has been dubbed Miracle Girl by the nurses here in Brisbane. Um, when she woke up, the first word she heard was good morning sunshine. How beautiful is that? Oh, so beautiful. Leah's just, she's an amazing girl and I've no doubt that you know, she's going to keep improving and it was so good to see her face and it, it's hard to explain, you know, ho- horse racing and what it brings out in people and you could just see in her face she was so happy to be there and be all around her friends and things like that again. She woke up on her horse's birthday. Is there that an omen? It's How a sign. is that? I know, right? It's a sign. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, with things like that, with um, jockeys having falls off horses, with that, do you think there's enough or do you think there needs to be more done around the safety of jockeys? I honestly think it's just the risk we take. Uh, mm. I go out there every day knowing the risks involved. Uh, sometimes it can be the simplest looking fall that causes the most accident or you can be involved in a three, four horse pile up and, and walk away from it. It's just the nature of the beast. I guess it's no different to getting in your car and driving down the road, you know, hoping that everyone's paying attention and, and doing what they're meant to do but accidents do happen unfortunately and it's just all part and parcel of it. Well it's great to see that Leah Kilner is on the way up. Uh, We've seen some vision online of her actually walking. She's assisted by a couple of nurses but it is positive signs from her. Um, Unfortunately though this week you've had some personal um, tragedy with a close friend of yours. I have yeah it's been a tough week for racing uh, more so back at home in New Zealand. Uh, I lost a, a good friend of mine, young Taiki Yanagita. He's a, a Japanese boy. I spent a fair bit of time with riding at home. You wouldn't have found uh, a more polite and hardworking young man. And it's rocked our industry at home. Um, like I said, it's a really tight-knit community, obviously New Zealand being a lot smaller than here. It's tragic either way, but it hit home a lot harder. Um, just it's times like this, it's sort of hard to be away from home for me. You know, it'd be nice to be there and to support all my friends and family back there that are grieving. And, I mean, he was doing what he loved to do. Um, and I'm pleased that his family from Japan managed to, to make it over to see him. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard. And it's a hard, you know, fact of our sporters. It's it's very dangerous. You talk about simple falls. Was that a simple fall? Well, yeah, when you look at it, it you know, the fall wasn't, uh, yeah, it was hard to watch. Um but it was just caused by a you know very slight bit of movement uh, in a horse race. Horses move, you know, all the time. So you never know. You don't have a rear vision mirror, so it's very hard to see what's happening behind you. So yeah, it was a simple fall. Um, the movement was simple. The fall was obviously you know it was bad. Um, so it's just yeah, it's really hard. 
the impact as well, not just on the people around him, but also the jockeys involved. And then, as you say, fellow jockeys, it's quite substantial. It is for sure. It, like I, like I had put a post up on Facebook earlier in the week about how it really does make you reassess, you know, what is important in life, you know, being a little bit more grateful for, you know, not complaining about things that really are irrelevant. Um, life is short um, and you should enjoy it and make the most of it. Uh, in times like this, uh, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to just get your head around when someone's there one moment and then they're not. I know it affects everyone and not just, you know, obviously not racing. Everyone has had personal grievances, but uh, like I said, it's a risk we take. Um, but it's fantastic that the support and the outpouring for him at home and his family has, has been huge. I'm very sorry for your loss. Does it make you question your choice in career? No. <laughs> Seriously? Not at all. No, if, if I go out on a horse's back riding, then I want my family and friends to know that I it was doing something I enjoyed. Gut-wrenching. <laughs> Gut-wrenching. How, <laughs> how amazing. How amazing. So, you've, you know, when, when tragedy like this hits, does it rattle you the next time you, you step up to race? No, not at all. Or you get into the gate? No, I think it's very important. Um, and my parents, both who are successful jockeys, obviously drilled it into me. You have to be confident and you have to be, if, if that kind of thing gets into your mind, it can make you, it affects your judgment essentially. And then yeah. you're a bit of a liability. Um, you really have to go out there with a really clear head. If you start thinking those sorts of thoughts, it's probably time to hang up the boots. Wow. Very amazing words there. <laughs> hey, you've got a big weekend ahead. Uh, Ipswich on Friday, you've got a few runners there. And then on Saturday at Eagle Farm and then following up and finishing at the Sunshine Coast. Mm. What are you looking forward to the most? Hopefully riding lots of winners. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. I reckon yeah. a lot of punters would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You put their $5 each way on all yeah, of them and nice. hopefully I get a nice return. Hey, you can give me a shout out. That'd be great. You know what? You had an $8 <laughs> runner. On the weekend, yeah. last weekend. You just never know. At home, I used to win on a lot of long shots, so I don't know whether it's – I'm not sure if there's any science behind that. But uh, Ipswich, I've got, got three rides there. Um, my last horse I'm riding, uh, a big chance. It seems like the yeoman bet. Um, I've you know, been dubbed the queen of Ipswich, as you we have. dubbed on last you week. Have. I'm still waiting for my big bronze trophy, so, so wanna, shout out to the Ipswich Racing Club. Do you want to just pick that up? I think you dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You deserve that, though. You deserve I'll that for myself, winning it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> give myself a little pat on the back. And considering you came halfway through the season as well and then, you know, outraced everyone, an outstanding achievement. Yeah. Have you been rubbing that into everyone as well? Oh, I the, definitely wouldn't the queen do of that. I wouldn't do it because you, racing is a fantastic leveller. Mm. So, anyway, but, um, Ipswich, hopefully I can get a winner there. Um, a big chance and. My last ride, it looks like my best one. And then, you know, obviously the seven rides at Eagle Farm on Saturday. So we love Saturday winners. Um, yes. That's where the big money is. So I'm sure there's one amongst them. I wish I could pluck one out, but um, there's some really even fields. So who's your last race on Saturday, just for everyone once again? Oh, uh, on oh, Saturday? Reckon? Yeah. Uh, Zing. I'm not sure Zing's racing, actually. I think she might be running uh, down uh, in Sydney instead, which is a bit of a shame because she was a, a good winner last start. It was called Cold Hard, Hard Fact. Um, a horse that's been racing in great form. Matthew Crop does a great job with his team. She's drawn a nice barrier. Uh, so I think it's a race that's really suitable for it. It's a no metro win race. So horses that haven't won in town previously, they're eligible for that race. Um, and she 
brings great form into it. So fingers crossed. Okay, fingers crossed. We will keep them crossed. And <laughs> the long odds, you reckon they're your specialty? Yeah, well, it seems to be. Mm. Seems to be. Okay, <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, well, stick with us. Uh, coming up after the break, we'll have the latest in Racing Queensland news. And we're also going to check in with another female jockey who knows you all too well, not just on the track, <laughs> but at home too. All right, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam and I are bringing you the latest racing Queensland news. I'm Melissa Smith, joined by Sam herself. Now, Sam, on the weekends, you know, all of us punters get frocked up. We head to the races and we cheer on the jockeys and just hope that they bring home a winner. But we don't actually realise what goes into becoming a jockey in the pathways. Now, we know that you go through being an apprentice jockey first. Is that the main way to become a jockey full time? Yeah, that's pretty much how it starts. You you know, you do a four-year apprenticeship um, and then if you continue on, then you get your senior licence and you're off and you're good to go. But there is a probation period. I know that that's how it works back home in New Zealand. We, you know, people who haven't had the opportunity to sort of learn how to ride, you know, someone like myself, you, you learn riding, you know, ponies and having that sort of background um, and not everyone has that avenue. So... They have sort of like academies and riding schools and um, like tutors and that they have the apprentice academy too. So it all is part and parcel of it, um, but that's generally how it goes, yeah. Well, another full-time female jockey is one of your close friends and also housemate as <laughs> well. How good is that? Tiffany Brooker, thanks for joining us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. How are you today? Good, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, first off, being a housemate of Sam's, what is she like to have at home? Is she messy? Is she dirty? Oh, no way. She's honestly perfect housemate. Uh-huh. Is I that brownie points? Yeah, you've paid, you paid her brownie <laughs> points to you, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey, Tiffany, you're from the Gold Coast. You're a Queensland girl through and through. What is it about the Sunshine Coast that you love? You do very well down there. Uh, I'm actually from the Sunshine Coast, not the Gold Coast. Um, but, yeah, I grew up down in the hinterland down there and spent most of my... I did all my friendship down there, so I just love the lifestyle. Um, and, yeah, just... I don't know, everything you got close to... The mountains and the beaches are all sort of close to each other. You're not far from Brisbane, so... And I, I really enjoyed growing up down there. I don't know why I said the Gold Coast. I knew you were from the sunny coast. Apologies for that one. Hey, uh, racing against Sam, what's it like at home? Is there a bit of banter before the races or is there a bit of, you know, bragging rights after the races? Uh, no, not at all really. I mean, we're both sort of very competitive and focused on our career. But, um, yeah, I mean, we I guess it's good in a way we sort of bounce, bounce things off each other and, you know, I'm Sam's biggest fan. I'd be cheering her. If I'm sitting in the room watching a race, I'd be cheering her home more than anyone else, really. So I love seeing the success she gets and I think it's because I do see behind the scenes probably more than anyone else how much hard work she puts into it. So, um, you know, I love, love seeing her come over here and get the success 
actually had so quickly. You've got so many uh, brownie points today already. <laughs> I'm going to be cleaning the house yes. for the next three weeks. Mowing the lawn, the whole lot. <laughs> hey, Tiffany, talk to us about your journey becoming a, a, an apprentice jockey. How did it all pan out for you? Yeah, so I have absolutely no racing background. Um, I wanted to go into being a paramedic from a very young age and ride through high school and stuff, but I always did ride ponies from when I was a very little girl, so I sort of just got thrown into an after-school job in a racing stable, and uh, it sort of just got put into my mind that I was small enough that I could ride, so I should try and be a jockey, and then it sort of just stemmed from there. So it wasn't until I was about 17, 18 that I actually decided that's what I wanted to do. What did your family say when you told them you wanted to become a jockey? Because your dad and your brother have nothing to do with horses do they absolutely nothing no um yeah they were, they were pretty hard against it i mean mum and dad sort of probably wanted me to just do something probably a little bit safer and um easier than being a jockey um they wanted me to finish school and have a backup plan which is what i did but they, they did say to me if i did that and i still decided i wanted to be a jockey then they support me and that's what they did so yeah, well, it's working out very well for you, my dear. Um, I would say that Tiff and I spend many magical moments sitting in the spa on a Saturday <laughs> Saturday morning dying, so it's fantastic for me to, to be able to share that with Tiff. Sometimes we definitely don't think it's the lifestyle for us, but um, it's really cool. And then I like having Tiff, you know, living with Tiff is fantastic. We both work on the same wavelength. And like you said, um, Alyssa, about... The camaraderie, it's, you know, we both know our job and get there and work hard and, and I'm Tiff's biggest fan too. So it, it's really cool that it works both ways and, yeah, but some days when you've had a hard day at the office, it's nice to sit there and debrief and, and just be like, Jesus, that was a that was a really hard one. <laughs> Do you share notes on horses and tracks? Um, I don't know. I would know. Well, sometimes we ride sort of similar horses and we might just have a quick debrief debrief about it but it's not something we sort of sit there and, and go over too much um, you sort of, you know, Tiff knows the horses she's riding and I know the, know the horses I'm riding and we just sort of go about our business like that Hey Tiff, your dad and your brother, they uh, they were they were like bricklayers right? Yeah, correct. So would they ever come out and watch a race? Oh Look, I can't remember the last time I saw him on a racetrack. Um, <laughs> so, not really. Like, I think, I think as far as I get, it's probably sitting in the pub on a Sunday afternoon and looking at the table and saying, oh, shit, there's Steve Price's one. So, yeah. <laughs> They'd be cheering, that, so. cheering you on from the pub. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you spoke about a backup plan. What was that backup plan? You said you wanted to be a paramedic. What course did you do before you went to become a jockey? So I applied paramedic science straight out of high school um, and I actually got accepted but I wanted to defer six months which I did and then I went into, I just went and did a TAFE course just to sort of keep the parents happy. I went and did just a nursing course at TAFE um, which I completed in about age 12 months and then I did a little bit of work in an aged care home and um, again just to sort of keep the parents happy. I mean I think I'd, I'd by that stage, I was just sort of, get, you know, dead against being and wanting to be a jockey. Um, so I probably wanted to get a little bit, a couple of years under my belt of riding truck work too. Like I said, I didn't grow up with racehorses, um, so sort of didn't have that background that Sam had. I was a little bit naive and didn't really know much. 
Um, so it wasn't until I was 20 that I actually had my first race ride. That's what makes you an absolute weapon. It's always it's 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 always easier, I think, when you've come from a racing background. So I always admire anyone who hasn't, because it's not easy, especially trying to explain to your parents. Because you know what you see on the TV and the hard work that goes on behind it. You know, like Tiff gets up and drives to the sunny coast and at stupid o'clock in the morning to ride work, and you know we're late home and, and the wasting and things like that. It's a less glamorous lifestyle than probably what you see on TV, but. Um, yeah, and, and probably the side of things too, like, I mean, you know, your ordinary family sort of get weekends off and, you know, they do whatever with the, kid, the kids sport and that, like my, my brother and sister-in-law have a couple of kids and on the weekend I guess that's when they want to do their thing and it's hard to sort of explain to them that I can't just take a, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are the money days for us and we yeah. can't just take a, take a day off for a couple of hours off here and there and to go and do this and it's... Um, you know, on top of that, we got to watch our weight constantly as well, um, which, which sort of does take its toll. And it is sort of sometimes hard to explain to family that have no idea, you know, how that sort of works. But, I mean, they've, they've had to just learn over the years and um, sort of try and understand. Yeah, there's a lot of dedication that goes into it. There's a lot of sacrifice, both physically, mentally, personally, emotionally, if you want to throw it all in. Uh, Tiffany Brooker, thank you so much for joining us and giving us an insight into your and Sam relation, Sam's relationship. Uh, the great housemate of Sam Collett. What a oh, great insight. I'm the great housemate of <laughs> Tiffany Brooker. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Best of luck this weekend, Tiffany. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, let's quickly jump into some racing Queensland news. Now, there is racing a little bit later on this afternoon at Ipswich. You've got a couple of riders there, don't you? Yep, so hopefully we can start the weekend off with a bang there. Fingers crossed. And then Saturday, you've got a very busy day, seven races in that one. That is, of course, at Eagle Farm. In the country, though, there's Innisfail, Aquas Park on the Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Longreach, Gladstone and Prairie on Sunday, Sunshine Coast, where Tiff- Tiffany and uh, Sam will be racing, and also Kunamala as well. So a busy weekend ahead. Sam, best of luck for this weekend. Hopefully you can ride home a winner. That sounds absolutely fantastic. It does indeed, and I know everyone will be happy with that one. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.